0: Mike Check 717, this is Eric T. Jones, aka Brother Jones, and I just need five minutes of your time. First things first, happy Women's History Month. But if I can be honest, I'm going to approach this month like it's Black Women's History Month. Before I misinterpret it, I'm not saying Black women are the only women that need to be acknowledged during this month. That would be foolish of me. However, if we're genuinely interested in gender equality and equity... The insights we gain from the black woman's lived experience, the black woman's truth, a distinct truth, helps us realize there's levels to this, especially when the biggest beneficiary of affirmative action is white women. I guess the white man said if we're going to be inclusive, we might as well keep it in the family. Today I want to anchor this episode on who some call the mother of black feminism, scholar-activist Anna Julia Cooper. I encourage you to read up on Cooper when you have time. Her biography is par excellence. But Cooper's life expanded over 90 years. She was born in 1858 and went home to glory in 1964, meaning her life journeyed through the back end of slavery, the Civil War, Reconstruction, Jim Crow, and the Civil Rights Movement of the 1950s and 1960s. If you're familiar with W.E.B. Du Bois's The Souls of Black Folk, you should also familiarize yourself with Cooper's A Voice from the South, one of the earliest sociological and theoretical articulations of Black feminism. If you're not familiar with our work, don't feel bad. I didn't know of Cooper until my first semester of graduate school, which is a damn shame and is another reason why we need Black Women's History Month. The Voice of the South includes a talk Cooper gave in 1890 to the American Conference of Educators titled, the higher education of women. In this talk, she discusses the importance of educating women. Cooper notes that truth contains a synergistic masculine and feminine side, meaning we cannot know the truth if we exclude the woman's perspective. But it's not just women for me. It's black women, and Cooper understood this. She said that black women, unlike white women, are confronted by both a woman question and a race problem. So while she highlights the feminine side of truth, there's also a black feminine side of truth that contrasts the white feminine side of truth. In other words, the black woman's truth is distinct because it includes a set of experiences that other groups of women may have less experience with or no experience at all. Let's discuss a contemporary example, the workplace. Now, I had to bring in some reinforcements for this topic, so my fiancé and soon-to-be-wife Shayna, who is a Ph.D. student in social organizational psychology at Columbia University, was gracious enough to record a clip that builds upon Cooper's insights and helps us conceptualize the Black woman's truth in the workplace.
1: Thanks so much, Eric, and thanks for having me on the show. There's so much to unpack here, so let's get right into it, shall we? To start... Cooper is alluding to what is called intersectionality, a term coined by legal scholar Kimberly Crenshaw. Black women sit at the intersection of two marginalized populations due to their race and gender. Historically, this means they've been left out, passed over, and left unprotected by our laws and institutions. In other words, they have been invisible. So what does this mean for black women in the workplace? Well, first, it means that they face a concrete ceiling, Stella Nkomo and Ella Bell Smith use concrete to not only indicate that it's harder for Black women to attain leadership positions, but also that those above the concrete ceiling can't see the Black women's performance, potential, and promise. And the data shows this. Black women are underrepresented in corporate leadership, starting at the manager level. And research by Ashley Rosette and others has shown that Black women are more closely scrutinized, Second, it means black women experience a unique set of microaggressions related to their physical appearance, competence, and personality. But the bigger question is, why is this happening? And that's what I'm trying to answer in my dissertation. Unsurprisingly, research on organizations has largely focused on white women, but the stereotypes for black women are just different. They are expected to be as strong as men, but care for others like women, which I believe creates a set of nearly impossible expectations to live up to, especially at work. As
0: you can see, the workplace is one of many examples that illustrates the Black woman's truth. I would add more, but Shana dropped the mic, and my five minutes are up. Keep your head on the swivel until next time.